0: You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast with Sinan Schwarting and Khan Bayazic. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 104 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City, as always. Um, And today is an interesting one, Uh, an interesting episode, an interesting day in human history and all of that. Um, A, I'm alone, which is quite rare, uh, for our regular listeners, you'll know that this is not common, um, but then of course, given where we are, uh, in humanity at the moment, perhaps, uh, it's understandable and even fitting in a way, maybe an intimate episode between me and you listeners, um... Yeah, of course, there's Besiktas stuff to talk about, uh, as always. Um, Big and small, as well as, uh, you know, some global stuff. Obviously, uh, probably just to get the whatever it is elephant in the room uh, out of the way. Obviously, we're in the midst of of a major global pandemic. The coronavirus is sweeping across the world. something you know almost 240,000 people infected with it just getting underway obviously in a number of major countries around the world very populated ones uh, including the one I'm in currently uh, it's almost 10,000 people have died already and uh, it's of course a somber period period in human history. And uh, I extend my uh, condolences to anyone who may have lost anyone to this, uh, who has been inconvenienced by it, who's maybe been hospitalized or even just you know had the version that, that didn't require that, but apparently is still um, you know pretty you know, not so fun, I guess we could say.. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a crazy time to be alive, for sure. Uh, condolences to everyone who's lost their work, perhaps through this. Uh, I know entire industries around the planet locally, globally are, are just shutting down. Uh, something like 10% of this country's workforce just got unemployed in the last few days. Uh, stunning turn of events, obviously, uh, and it's Hard to talk about football in that context, obviously. Too, I think that's so weird to be talking to myself <laughs> at this time, uh, and to you guys, sort of in this weird way. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's weird. I volunteered to do this podcast to help Con out. It was never something I'd sort of uh, sought out to do with my life. To be a podcaster, um, yeah. You know, I just happened to know how to do some of the back-end stuff, and had a intense interest in Besiktas. Uh and so to have kind of taken the reins of the th- whole thing, and um, to be here, to be podcasting at all, maybe doesn't come naturally to me, and uh, to be doing it at this point in history, um, with this kind of... Um, heaviness, this weight on us all, obviously, uh, with the fear of this thing, perhaps, or uh, the the way our lives have been flipped upside down. Um, I know I'm at home taking care of my child, sort of taking care of the educational aspects of her life. Uh, You know, our schools have been shut down. Obviously, New York is a sort of epicenter right now. Um, as far as the outbreak here in the United States, you know, I think here in the States, we've had almost 13,000 cases, uh, not quite 200 deaths, but it's really just getting underway. And, uh, and as an epicenter, uh, I happen to live on the east side of Manhattan in the uh, sort of hospital districts. Um, a number of the public hospitals are, are not far from my house. So normally I have sirens in the background. You will often hear uh, during previous episodes, and I'm, I do my best to sort of mute them out. Uh, now I'm recording super late because, I, in a dark twist, uh, the, the ambulances were obviously you could pretty much hear them all day, which signaled. Uh, you know, it's it's odd for anyone who fears what's coming. I guess being in the center of it right now, I can say that. You don't feel it. You don't, you know, I don't personally know anyone who has the, the COVID-19. Uh, of course, a, a number of people I know, and, and even myself and family members have been sick in the previous few months. Um, with kids, you get sick all the time, all sorts of viruses. So one never quite knows what they're sick with. But, uh, you know, there was there was some bad stuff going around this season, obviously with the flu. But even more recently, a number of us at my daughter's school had a kind of virus-like thing. Uh, again, nobody died that I know of. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. Because uh, suddenly, you know, the cases are blowing up and people are going to hospitals and dying. Um, and that's, uh, you know, happening next door. Uh, so, but at the same time, you know, you don't feel it. 200 deaths sounds like a lot, you know, in a few days, couple days, uh, and it's it's obviously going to be ballooning and getting much more dire from here on out. But um, you know, the main feature of life is just passing time away indoors. Uh, most people stay indoors and work from home now, mi- minus a few essential jobs, which are like grocers and. Um, Delivery people, Uh, restaurants are closed except for delivery and pickup. Uh, Obviously, people walking their dogs. Um, So it's eerily quiet in the streets of New York throughout the day, honestly. Although during the daytime, obviously, people go for walks and whatnot. But so, uh, yeah, that's the sort of climate I'm in here. Uh, and so this is, you know, a, a long preamble to episode 104 uh, and a um, kind of reminder, uh, uh, a bookmark, I guess, for where we are in history, but but also uh, an excuse, I should apologize. Obviously, we've been gone since March 2nd. Um, so we missed a couple matches here, uh, as you all can imagine, you know, I think Khan and I have been taking on teaching duties now for a little while. And uh, Evron Akman, uh, who was in school, uh, his school was canceled and so he's gone back to his home. He doesn't even have his headset with him because he thought he was going home for a short time for spring break uh, and it's ended up being the end of his semester. Um, on a personal note with Evron, I had hooked him up with an opportunity to try out for a local team in an up-and-coming league here in the States. And uh, a team that had just gotten kind of accredited to be a professional team. And that was canceled uh, because of, you know, all their practices, the season, everything, uh, along with all professional sports here. Uh, so poor Evron. Had a huge opportunity in life kind of put on hold, but everyone cross your fingers. Hopefully that will manifest itself somewhere down the line. Um, but yeah, so that's obviously a major theme of this episode. And I suppose I'll start out at the end of our story with Besiktas. And that's to say that as of earlier today, uh, or I guess I should say yesterday, because it's now like 1 a.m. here, almost 2 Um Yesterday, it was announced by the TFF that the Super League has been suspended and um, and potentially canceled, I'd imagine. We shall see. Um, Obviously, there will be more details to come and everyone's sort of waiting to see what's going to happen. I know in Turkey, the uh, virus was not tested, much like here in the States. Um, I don't know if it's poor governance or just... This just the sheer kind of unprecedented nature of the event that's occurring but um, people weren't tested and so it spread quite a bit under our under our radars collectively and so I think in Turkey it's just starting to you know the numbers are rising and people are being contracted uh, communally meaning not some people uh, who aren't who weren't even traveling so you know it's it's spreading locally there now so Obviously uh, prayers to them over there, I uh, hope everyone's doing okay. <laughs> and like I said, you know, stay indoors if you can in these times, uh, protect the, uh, our elders who are obviously at more at risk than us uh, if you can. Um, try to make the best of these uh, occasions, you know, get to, get to spend some time with your family, pick up some hobbies. Uh, whoever you're, you're locked up with anyway, you know, if it's family or roommates or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity to, you know, pick up an instrument. Maybe you've played an instrument as a kid. Uh, but yeah, there's not going to be any football. Uh, that's that's not happening. Um, that's, yeah. So the season's been canceled. <laughs> and uh As such, there are two matches to be covered here. There's the home match against Ankara Guju, and then there is an away match uh, at the Turk Telecom Arena against uh, Galatasaray. And so because we're basically out of content now for an indeterminate amount of time, we have made the uh, executive decision to sort of slow down our analysis we've divided up these two games into two episodes today i'll just be covering the ankara guju match which is already you know from march 6th so uh it's a little dated i'm not gonna lie but uh yeah you know sorry for all the the coronavirus talk obviously it's not particularly pleasant Conversations, but I guess if there's a bright side to all of this, it's that, like I said, we're gonna spend time with people we love. Uh, We're keeping people safe. Um, We're we're banding together as a community to help each other. Um, You know, obviously, stay in touch with us here at the podcast. We're here to entertain. Any questions or conversations you want had? If you want to feature on an episode, stay. You know, we're 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 open for anything. Uh, We want to be a source of uh, aid to our community. Uh, I know that I didn't really want to do this episode or any of these episodes for a little while, obviously without much football on my mind. But I, in a way, I felt like for all of you guys out there, and we have almost, you know, 150, 200 regular listeners now. Um, yeah, you know, I, I. Who knows? Maybe you guys want something to listen to I thought so and maybe you want to remember times when we did have some football to talk about and analyze so you know spreading this out into two different episodes uh, to talk about each match individually I thought could be beneficial for everyone and if you're not in the mood for football by all means I get it and uh, if our numbers are low I don't hold it against anyone but so uh, yeah without further ado let's talk about Besiktas versus Ankara Guju. and shout outs to MJ Hastur, who was of course at Vodafone Park, collecting sounds from the stadium during the match. Thank you, Emre. And yeah, you'll hear more of these sounds throughout, as usual. So, let's talk Besiktas. Uh, We're going to have to go back in time a little ways to March 6th. March 6th is now 14 days ago, which is exactly two weeks. Cuckoo clock here to remind us. And at this point in time in the Super League, Besiktas was in a kind of troubling 7th place in the standings. Ankara Guju was on the the up-and-up, supposedly. Uh, I had called out the fact that they were actually kind of dipping in form a bit uh, coming into our match, but Khan was firmly of the belief that they were going to be tough opposition, competition. Uh, And sure enough, you know, it was an interesting match. Well, I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd say it was actually tough competition in the end. I think I was right to say that we needed those three points and should have gotten them. And uh, without being a spoiler here, I'll just get into the, the match. So, going into this match, um, with all of that said, all of that on the line, the, the, the lineup that Sergen Yalcin would put out for this home match would be Loris Carios in the goal, Domagoj Vida and Victor Ruiz in the middle of our defense, Dana Erkin on the left side and Jermaine Lenz as a right back. So I think he was taking more of an attacking approach against what you'd think would be a, a weaker Antoine side relative to what you that is. El Nendi and Atiba would start in the core of our midfield. With Tyler Boyd and Nkudu on the wings, with Boateng replacing Liyech, uh, and in the attacking midfielder role, and Burak Yilmaz up front. Yeah, and that's you know not many surprises, except perhaps to see Jermaine Lens there, but I think perhaps that would even be welcome for many, uh, just to see the the incentive there, the the intent um, from from Sergey Yalchin to go on the attack, uh, and it would bear fruit. Let's just dive right into this match <clears throat> so this match got off uh to a start that i think most of us special touch fans will not have been used to uh by which i mean things got going early and not in a negative way in the fourth minute of time atiba hutchinson got uh some some contact from Fatih. i don't There's some debate as to the extent to which it was really a foul. I'm not going to speculate too much about the penalty call itself. I felt okay about it at the time, as I recall. But sure enough, four minutes into the match, and Atiba Hutchinson has earned Veshiktash a trip to the penalty spot. And Burak Yilmaz would put it away. (laughs) His left, send, the keeper went to his left the opposite way. Uh, and so it was a, a clean penalty, clean finish. And Feshtash has the lead. Of course, six minutes in at this point. Um, and right, I mean, you'd think that this would give Ankara Guju some momentum and would steal them and, and put sort of Feshtash on the defensive slightly, uh, maybe a little comfortable, uh, but not. That's not how it would bear out. Besiktas would go straight on the attack, and and a big credit to Tyler Boyd, whose resurgence was noted yet again in this match. Um, Very early on, he found, uh, on a really neat sort of back heel touch, found Burak Yilmaz who sort of rocketed it past a little high. too much power on it. Um, Then shortly after, it would be Germain Lenz who would sort of muscle the ball to Burak Yilmaz, who would, again, have a nice opportunity. Uh, he would rocket it wide, this time with his left foot, at least, so you can understand it was his off foot. So Burak Yilmaz would have a few opportunities as such uh, to, to really push Besiktas ahead uh, early, uh, beyond just the first goal. He would bash them. Um, Boateng ha- muffed a header and a nice little chip in from, from Tyler Boyd. So yeah, Tyler Boyd was very active, very helpful, very useful, uh, but it just wasn't quite amounting to anything for Besky in the attack, nonetheless. But yeah, uh, not too much further into the match, Dever Orgil, uh, the Jamaican would get himself a yellow card for a sloppy tackle. And then additionally, in the 37th minute, Lukaszik, uh would also get himself a yellow card. So, so Ankur Guju was not only down a goal on the defensive much of the half. Um, kind of, you can't even say bending and not breaking because they broke as far as the penalty. Uh, but, you know, Beszczyk wasn't really putting it together Nonetheless, you know, again, Sadat would get himself, uh, Achai would get himself a yellow card also. So there was a third player in the books. Uh, Ankara Guju was not looking in particularly good shape uh, going into the half, uh, going into the second half, rather. Jeremy Lenz also earned himself a yellow card. Um, I don't remember the foul, honestly. We're talking two weeks, so whatever. But yeah, halftime, Beshitash has the 1 0 lead. <laughs> Things are looking pretty good, honestly. Um, uh, In retrospect, actually, I think that cross that I attributed to Tyler Boyd, that uh, Boateng muffed with his head, may have come from Jermaine Lance. Um, But yeah, just generally, things looked great in the first half for Bechutage, especially in attack. Uh, And starting off the second half, they still looked pretty good, which you'd think would be a good sign. Um, Nkudu would get kind of hot. Um, right out of the gates in the second half and sort of set things up. But again, still couldn't quite get things done on the finishing end. Uh, Nkudu earned a few corners. Uh, Boateng and Boyd, uh, I think, challenged the keeper um, at one point. Barak Yilmaz kind of missed a couple chances from Nkudu, as I recall. But all in all, the more dangerous action in the second half would Probably be coming from. I mean, you'd really have to give some credit to guju uh, and perhaps to Khan's prediction that they'd be a threat because they did turn up the volume a bit in their attack. Um, Orgil would actually score a goal, although it would be called offside in the 60th minute. Um, I think it was Orgil offside, but it may have actually been Kitsiu who made the first contact. It's a bit of a scrum. Karius actually made a pretty decent save initially, but then spilled the ball. Or Giel put it away. But anyway, it was it was deemed offside, so no harm, no foul. <laughs> Luckily, I think uh, Karius made a pretty decent save on a on a cracker of a shot, um, although the angle was tight. Still, you know, whatever. Karius had looked all right until he spilled that, and that you that was a scary moment because then we we still have just a goal lead, and uh, you know, not, not exactly the type of uh, stuff that instills a whole lot of confidence, obviously. But, uh, yeah, still. Besiktas, by and large, was holding much of the ball. Looked likely to at least pressure for another goal, if not get one. Uh, but still, you know, on the defensive, Victor Ruiz got himself a yellow. El Neni got a yellow. Diaby would come into the match in the 66th minute after the the, the goal that was called sides. Uh, I think Sergey Yelchin hoped we'd take more initiative because at that point we were looking shaky. Uh, Diaby would play on the wing and it would move Boyd into the middle where he succeeded uh, previously with the squad a bit. Uh, I won't really go too much into Ankara Guju's subs, but I will say that Adem Ljajic came into the match in the 78th minute for Mkudu. I think, again, sending Boyd out to the wing so that Ljajic could play in the number 10 role. Fatih would get himself a yellow card in the 82nd minute. Mishalak would get himself a yellow card in the 83rd minute. Lukashik, who'd already gotten himself a yellow card, would come out of the match for Skarione Uh, Doruk. If you're listening, (laughs) didn't make a contribution in the end, but the man who would make a contribution in the 88th minute would be Adem (gasps) Liayich. Beautiful effort to be quite honest uh, where he got the ball I don't know three yards maybe that's a little generous maybe one or two yards uh, behind outside of the penalty box but he sent in a laser of a shot across the goal and into the top right corner of the net stunner uh, and of course uh, he would stick his fingers in his ears and sort of make shushing or no, like uh, sort of talking, like uh, the crowd's sure chattery noises with his hands. Whatever it was, he was obviously not pleased with Bechtash fans. And I know that sort of stirred up a lot of feelings on either side, attacking Adem Ljajic Liy- or defending him. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. I feel like we are in dark times as it is, and I don't want to rehash silly disputes. At the end of the day, what's important is that Adem Ljajic scored a hell of a goal in the 88th minute, giving Bechitash a 2-0 lead, and it would end up being pretty important. Uh, We'll talk about why in a moment. Umut Nair would come into the match for Burak Yilmaz in the 90th minute, uh, and you'd think that was probably to waste a bit of time. Obviously, uh, Burak Yilmaz being older and injury-prone also, you know, why not? Um, Attila Turan would come out of the match for Ilhan Parlak, And that would also be consequential because just three minutes later, in the third minute of extra time, and there would only be four, uh, a penalty was called. On Domagoj Vida. there was a high kick just on the edge of the box. Didn't look much like a penalty, but it was a dangerous play for sure. And it probably was in the box uh, upon review. Maybe not. Again, we have bigger fish to fry in the World now than to rehash things that didn't matter too much, because in the end, yes, the penalty was called, Ilhan Parlak would put it away pretty neatly in the bottom right corner, Uh, but it wouldn't matter because just one minute later, the whistle would be blown for the end of full-time Besiktas winning the match (laughs) 2-1. I won't go too too much into the standings and end of it because, of course, since then, we've also played Galatasaray. And so uh, where we are in the standings is further from where we were then. And so kind of recalling it is not so important. We'll talk about the standings after our analysis of the Galatasaray match, which would come in the concurrent week. But let's stick to the topic at hand. Ankara Guju. Stats. Statistically... Interesting match. Um, again, having scored in the fourth minute, you'd think that our sort of very possession-heavy brand of football would be altered, uh, that we might have less of the ball. But you'd be mistaken to think that, as a matter of fact. Um, possession went 66% in favor of Bes- to Beshtash, 34% to Ankara Guju. Um, Fairly standard, to be honest, for Beshitesh. Although, again, you would think that might not be the case. This would call for something less standard. Uh, but that's a credit to our style and the fact that perhaps it's really sunk in. Um, I guess another conversation is if you could say the same about Beshitesh in the Galatas that I met. But obviously that would be a very different side they were going up against and would require a very different outlook. Uh, but yeah, 12 shots on target apiece. Both sides had 12 shots on target. Ankara had 5... Sorry, both sides had 12 shots. Ankara had 5 on target. Besiktas, only 2 shots on target and 2 goals scored. So, um, you'd say ruthlessly efficient, although 2 shots on target versus 12 in total would obviously say something very much the opposite. Uh, Especially Burak Yuma's was quite profligate um, not putting away a number of chances and sort of racking up the uh, shots off target in the first half as well as a number of others though he wasn't alone in that regard and he did score a goal for Besiktas even though it was a penalty so you can't complain too much Um, but yeah back to stats 83% passing accuracy by Besiktas on 528 completed passes Ankara Guju, on the other hand, had only 270 passes completed, at a percent, at a at an accuracy rate of 67%. Ankara Guju committed 17 fouls, uh, trying to slow down Pasricha's play, trying to break up the fluidity of their attack, which was very present, uh, a, a barring maybe 20 minutes in the second half where things got a little out of control. But. Um, somehow Besiktas also committed 14 fouls and i don't see the utilitarian uh, need for that given the dominance i had on the ball etc 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 but perhaps uh i don't really recall the referee's performance here but that definitely calls something into question uh five yellow cards awarded to Ankaragucu guju and three to Besiktas so i mean it could have just been a really dirty match certainly i do recall some dirty fouls on the part of Ankaragucu, guju and perhaps Beshitesh responded, but whatever. Um, That's what it was. Eight cards handed out in the match. Uh, Four offsides apiece, which uh, good news for Beshitesh. I think when we have offsides, it suggests intent going forward. And that was there in spades, obviously. Um, The fact that Ankara also had four offsides and five corner kicks to Beshitesh's one. Uh, suggests that despite not having the ball much, they still managed to, you know, to p- put a bit of scare in us, uh, to play some, to have some of the ball in our end of the pitch, and they they did. I think you can say that they were pretty effective on the counter. Uh, they were generally a, a yeah a resilient unit. Uh, they fought pretty well. At, you know to be fair Besiktas probably could have had four goals in the first half alone uh, if not for some inefficiency up there but you know that's just what it is that's where we are Uh, we've had a rotating unit for much of the season lots of guys out for injuries guys came in late as far as transfers um, card suspensions you know I mean, I don't, not to mention guys who basically were part of the major rotation and then just got dropped because of financial constraints and all of that. So, you know, with all of the upheaval, you expect a bit of um, inconsistency, I guess. But, yeah, still, you obviously want to see more efficiency up there. Uh, my man of the match probably would be Tyler Boyd. Uh, who was a spark plug, especially early in the match, which was where we needed it. And, you know, to be up a goal early, although obviously that was Achiba who won the penalty, but, uh, you know, just to have that in, you know attack, that impetus early in the match was, was great to see. Feshtesh has had a tendency of falling behind unexpectedly on the counter, and that being the kind of thing that wakes them up. Obviously, that's uh, not a very sustainable approach to playing football. So, yeah, to see Bashar take the lead and the initiative early was fun, exciting, rewarding. Um, But, yeah, that would be that, I guess. I don't think we have a whole lot more to say. I don't want to pick a low light for the match. Um, Obviously, Kaiju is still was not so good and but you know the fact that it was called offside and didn't hurt us helps and he did make some saves so there's no point to pick on him no point in picking on him uh yeah and i mean it was a, it was a very important three points honestly uh going into the subsequent match against Galatasaray the big derby um you know it was it was great, and building on the victory against Alanyaspor, kind of fully overcoming the the lull, perhaps. Obviously, the loss to Başakşehir here was a blow, uh, and then uh, you know the draw to Trabzon, less of a less of a negative. I think it was a great performance by the team. It was a draw against a, a team that was in good form and playing good football. And we really, I thought, in a lot of ways dominated the match uh, in spurts. So to follow up that sort of lull with two good performances and two wins uh, against Alania on the road and then following that up with Ankara Guju at home was certainly a positive. You wanted, we wanted to feel like we were building towards that, kind of building that momentum, going into the big derby against Galatasaray. Um, and of course, I don't want to say any more about that. We probably all know how that ended up, but I still want to, for the sake of uh, knocking, not knocking down the, the the fourth wall or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, we'll leave that we'll leave that for the next episode. But um, yeah, three points against Ankara Guju. Um, man, what a time it was to be alive uh, back then when the Super League was. Still in action. Um, yeah, but that's, you know, that's it. That's all we have to say about Ankara Gudru. We'll be back soon uh, in the next week or so with uh, with announces of the Galatasaray match. We'll relive the Derby uh, again. Shouts to Emre Hasturk for the stadium sounds. Those are always a pleasant, like, uh, you know, ambiance. I think, for the uh, episode. Make us all feel like we're more there than we are, probably. Once again, to anyone uh, negatively impacted by COVID-19 um, financially through their work, um, by having to work from home, having to take care of their kids who aren't in schools, um, anyone who's sick or whose family is sick. Gosh, I mean, I hate to imagine, but... We have some listeners who are older, so please be safe to everyone if you can. Hashtag stay home, you know. Uh, although we are less likely to really feel the the negative aspects of this thing, it is happening. These are It's a terrible virus that people are getting. And, um, you know, even if that's not the case, we're carriers. I think it's being found out that we transmit this thing easily uh, and oftentimes don't show symptoms and, and so uh, for the sake of your loved ones and your, the elders, your, your kin, stay home if you can uh, follow the instructions of your local uh, governments whatever it may be. Um, but yeah stay safe everyone. Uh, if you are in the medical industry, you know if you're a medical worker, you are a hero in this time. Uh, in this day and age, and you are much appreciated. We love you here at the Black Eagles Podcast. Uh, and you know what? This is a time, you know, where the tables are turned. And I think people like grocers, people who work in grocery stores, people who stock shelves, people who deliver food, people truck drivers who are bringing food from the farms into our cities, um, people who work in restaurants, people who deliver our food. You know, people who don't. Get a lot of shine, right? People who who are often underappreciated, uh, their their value to us in our society is being made very obvious. Um, and so, to all of you, thank you. Uh, all heroes don't wear capes. Some of you ride bikes and deliver food um, or whatever, medicine. Uh, but so, yeah, obviously, most of all, though, to doctors and nurses. All the work you're going to be doing in the coming days and weeks is so appreciated. And if you're listening, we appreciate you mo- most of all. <laughs> uh, and we, we give you all a ma- massive shout out. Um, stay safe, everyone. Obviously, um, another aspect of all of this as a, as Fresh Touch fans is that we need to step up, be good role models, um, consider the elderly. You know, they're obviously very scared right now. They don't know what they're supposed to do. They should be staying indoors probably. If they need food, you know, knock on their doors. Ask if uh, they can give you, you know, tell them you'd be happy to pick up their groceries for them. Maybe if you can. Obviously, we all need to come together as a community and help each other out. And, you know, anything you can do like that to help old folks. uh, Probably have to get their own medicine in person. (laughs) I don't think a random stranger can just get medicine for someone. But um yeah you know help them in any way you in any way you can uh and stay in touch with people you love uh if you can't do so in person obviously uh skype this is the age of technology uh and luckily we have it so stay in touch with loved ones don't get lonely and depressed uh and yeah we'll be here for you guys Uh, we'll be here with more and more content uh to, to get through these uh coming days, maybe months. Hanging out at home, together. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Beshiktash underscore I-N-T. Follow the mothership for all Beshiktash-related news, though I don't know how much there will be in the coming days and weeks. At the very least, we can see if the season is officially cancelled or uh, if they're going to do a playoff to determine the champion this season if there will be one or if they'll just leave it blank and throw an asterisk on the year um, stay tuned obviously we'll be back for the upcoming episode to talk about Galatasaray and obviously any more updates vis-a-vis the TFF uh, follow us meanwhile too at Eagles underscore podcast follow myself at underscore rights underscore a lot fellow K- R- Khan the man uh, at Rosarian R-A-Z-Z-E-R-I-A-N fellow everyone at fan of BJK Uh yeah and she's just man stay strong everyone stay home and uh, yeah re-investigate old hobbies uh, and of course I would be remiss dimension. Go Beshiktas! Uh Stay safe. We want you guys to be healthy and uh, we will do our best to, do contact, uh, to give you something to do at home so you don't have to get bored and put yourselves in danger or anyone else. Uh, stay strong. Beshiktas community. Bishikdash International hopes you enjoyed this program.